0: Like, oh, stick some glasses on this, like, objectively attractive woman. And, like, yeah, she's an ugly friend. Like, Amanda Seyfried, <laughs> uh, the only reason why I enjoyed watching Les Mis was all of the close-ups of her face. Because she truly is so pretty. <laughs> and she's, like, glowy. <laughs> Sounds terrible, but glowy
1: is fucking. Happy. I was going to say, like was it was it knocked down a peg when she started singing? <laughs> I baby,
0: close your, Keep your mouth shut, sweetheart. Like, don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> ah!
1: You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by five black horror fans.
0: Spooky Squad, Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year. Oh, we're back. I know it's been a new year for a while, but <laughs> we had we had some <laughs> some difficulties.
0: <laughs> should we just like tell
1: but Should we're we back. be
0: transparent and tell them what happened?
1: Let's, we're a loving podcast and we don't lie. We don't hold anything back.
0: Yeah. Spooky Squad, we tried to launch a YouTube channel (laughs) for you guys and um, originally had planned to launch that on the 8th, I think.
1: Yeah. We're just a bit behind. We
0: are technologically inept and that did not work. And then Sadiq had some uh, health problems, so then that delayed us a little bit more. But hey, better late than never. We're back. It's a new year. Fuck it. 2021. Yeah,
1: dude. <laughs> How stoked are you for for... Yeah, so we're recording this after the new president's inauguration, after mlk day after an insurrection there's just been so much oh has god. happened since last week. the we
0: insurrection fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so much has happened
1: <laughs> so much has happened spooky squad so we hope you're just like keeping it together Yeah, we hope in you're some alive. capacity
0: um we are <laughs> um
1: yeah we're we're, we're alive.
0: alive just barely um andrew how are you doing besides being alive.
1: I'm all re- besides being alive um and thriving. 30 flirty and thriving. <laughs> I would say I'm doing all right. Uh I recorded some tunes of mine that I'm really stoked on. Really? I've I've been in a in a low and haven't written like I was going to say my real music, but you know, like non-comedy shit. Mm-hmm. My my jazz tunes. I haven't really written since spring of like 2018. Oh wow. <laughs> so, I know it's been uh it's been a rough period, but then I wrote I've written two things. One that I'm like it's just a nice little funky tune. It's not the most complicated thing, but it's it's a groove. It's a groove tune and I dig it. Nice. And then the other, the first tune I wrote of this year, the first tune like that I wrote breaking the slump mm-hmm. is just <laughs> just not a happy song but I love it nonetheless
0: that's really cool though
1: um yeah so I'm feeling I'm riding this wave of creativity I also I think I said this a couple episodes ago that I have thoroughly decided that I need to just be famous so I can never work an office job again in my life and after Uh. said office job today I'm like this this yep, has to happen. <laughs> no, I, feel you. I need to just start I have to start writing like even if they're shitty I need to write like a pilot a month and then just like a couple sketches and blackouts every other day. Yeah, Just to pump stuff out there.
0: Yeah I mean that's really what it is. It's something I've been feeling similarly. I've been writing I've had I mean we've talked I've had a difficult month I would say of just like Allergic reaction, went to the hospital, then like anxiety stuff. I just had a lot going on the past month that kind of derailed me. I was kind of bummed because I had these um these due dates, these deadlines for some like writing fellowships, but I ended up missing them because I got sick. So I just I couldn't make the deadline because like I'm not well. I cannot do it. So I was a little bit bummed about that. But I was like, you know, start on a new leaf, found some more fellowships that are you know opening a bit later and will be due later so i'm trying to stay optimistic but like you nice. trying my best to kind of like recover and just like get back into the swing of things i feel like before i had a little health crisis i was really like getting into shit i was writing i was really like i had a- you
1: had like 90 pilots <laughs> They are all just variations of like hannah montana but you had like 90 pilots
0: alexis texas hannah montana <laughs> <laughs> Basca, Alaska, like just like I just (laughs) had so many, but yeah. um, So I was kind of I've been bummed just because I kind of just getting back into the groove of things, but it'll happen little by little.
1: Dude, for sure, and I can one hundred percent tell you're getting back in the groove of things because your Twitter has been on fire. It's always been viral. You've been, I know you like you. He, she has the virus, everybody. <laughs> I have it. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's unvaccinated and it is shown. Dude,
0: I, ha- I w- it was so funny that it happened the way it did because I was flopping that week. I was tweeting so much and just deleting like, oh, I'm just vomiting so <laughs> fucking hard that week. It happened and then I just went viral on like the most nothing tweet I feel like somehow resonated and it just tells you that like Twitter is bullshit and that it's all just like random because I feel like I was I feel like I was throwing out some fucking hits but no one was no one liked it and then I had one little thing I said and then people liked it and then a hundred it stopped at 102,000 likes what the actual fuck I know anyone know what the tweet was
1: yeah uh I remember it, but say it for our fans.
0: I want to find what. Okay, let me tell you how this is bullshit. Let me tell the listener how this is all bullshit. Because I tweeted earlier that day the only titty pick I have in my phone is one where they're covered in hives. They look good though. 16 likes. Do you want to know what went, went viral for me? <laughs> That is a good tweet. Okay, it's up my boobs. And if anything has taught me about Twitter is that if you tweet about your titties, you will go viral. But this is what went viral. At the stage of the pandemic where I long for other earlier days in the pandemic.
1: Yeah, I agree. Not that good, Sunny, but it fucking po- it's not that good. <laughs> and also, I tweet about my titties all the time and I have not done well. But I mean, that was crazy. I just and this is how you can tell we're such good friends because I saw that pulling numbers and I was like, That's Just my, my girl. girl. That's my help. <laughs> Dude, Sanique, where can we read your undeservingly viral tweets? Hey,
0: I deserved it. Um, you can find me at say underscore anything. That's S E Y underscore anything. Andrew, where can they find your soon to be viral tweets?
1: you can find i've missed this back and forth you can find my stuff at andrew underscore on underscore drums yeah dude speaking about drummers and fucking late 2000s emo punk rock what better movie for that soundtrack then Jennifer's Body. Yeah,
0: that transition was smooth, boy. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's good. That's a good one. Yes. Guys, we we watch Jennifer's Body. Oh, theme. It's, it's going to extend because we're, we're starting late in the, in the month. But it's New Year, New Me. It's all about movies, about weird transformations. Maybe it's a werewolf. Maybe it's a succubus like in this movie. Maybe you're a fly like that other movie. We watched- Who knows? Who knows? Ah, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> we watched Jennifer's Body from 2009, directed by Karen Kusama, starring Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried, Johnny Simmons, J.K. Simmons, Amy Sedaris, and Adam Brody. Um, this movie is so good. Um,
1: it is so it's delightful. It's so
0: good. <laughs> Written by Diablo <laughs> Cody. I was so like- So Jennifer's Body has had a resurgence. It's had a comeback. Um, I remember when this movie came out, I would have been 17-ish. And I didn't see it because this was like the height of like Megan Fox sexy like era. And I remember the trailers just feeling like very male gazy. A lot of slow motion Megan Fox, the tease of a girl-on-girl kiss, and I didn't watch it because I was like, oh, this just seems like another Megan Fox is hot. This is for, like, boys, and I didn't, like, watch it because I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this, like, you know, oh hot chick, like, you know, I mean, I like looking at hot chicks, but, like I- –
1: I too, I, too, was very against Hot Chicks when I was, yeah, late 2000s, I wasn't about Hot Chicks. I mean, I, I was- Or the movie Hot I Chicks. I was about
0: it, but I just, not in this way. I felt like it was going to be, like, like, do you know Transformers? And it was just very, like, I, that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch that. And realizing that that was just bullshit, like, terrible marketing, because this movie is funny as hell. It's smart as hell.
1: Isn't that crazy? <laughs> If they just had a better marketing team, this <laughs> this movie would have slayed.
0: Yes, it's like it's it's so clearly like a satire of a lot of horror tropes. It's it's got like actually like um a really huge queer like cult following, and if they had just leaned into that, it would have probably done so much better than and that it did at the time, but it didn't. They marketed it to teenage boys, and we all know that boys and men-
1: It's a failure. It's a
0: failure. Boys and men hate beautiful women, because immediately this movie became a uh, Megan Fox is untalented, Megan Fox is trash, and of course, this was coupled with like her whole thing with like Michael Bay, and Megan Fox's whole career kind of like tanked for a while, and she's made a comeback, and I'm like, justice for Megan Fox. You know?
1: That's- That is um, the main reason Soneq picked this, is she's, she's, Megan Fox is a hero of hers. And Megan Fox, if you're listening, we love you. Megan
0: Fox, if you're listening, I'm sorry, girl. Like, I call myself a feminist. I think I had my own internalized misogyny going on. I saw you, you were so beautiful. And I was like, fuck this bitch, I hate her. Because I'm not beautiful like that. And that's why I didn't want to watch this movie. And now I'm more secure in myself. And I can say to you, Megan Fox, you are beautiful. You deserve better. (laughs)
1: Megan Fox, I also apologize because I didn't watch it because I was just tired of you in Transformers. Not because you were just clearly the eye candy in that movie. I just was jealous of you because you got to act next to Sasha. You know, why did I say Sasha? (laughs) (laughs) I meant (laughs) (laughs) Shia LaBeouf. I don't know why I said Sasha. Shia LaBeouf. (laughs) Who
0: the fuck is? You got to act next
1: to Shia LaBeouf. I went to say Sasha Baron Cohen for no reason. Yeah, I mean they they don't look also like also a
0: very late two 20- thousands name.
1: <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen. Shia. Yeah. Yeah, he's a piece
0: of shit too, though. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> Hashtag cancel Shia LaBeouf. Um. So yeah, this movie is is about a woman, a, a girl actually, because they're teenagers. Um. Uh, And two girls, uh, Jennifer and Needy, who are best friends. Um, Jennifer gets uh, sacrificed by this emo punk band to the devil so they can reach (laughs) amazing heights. And she comes back as like a succubus and kills the boys in her class.
1: We all know that popular girl. You know,
0: that bitch. (laughs) We've all known her. (laughs) Um, Should we jump into it? Shall we do it?
1: Let's jump, we'll into, let's jump it. into it. Let's jump
0: into it. So <laughs> the movie starts off. Um, was okay, no, the movie starts off, and we are in what appears to be like a mental institute, and we meet our protagonist, Needy Lesnicky, which you know,
1: the only white Anita I've ever met in my yes, life. Yes,
0: I've never met. I don't think I've ever met an, an Anita,
1: actually. I went to high school. I think she was Pakistani. That's the only Anita I've ever. The met. only
0: Anita I've known was from West Side Story, and like I don't really know her, but I feel like I knew her like spiritually. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> she sings in my register. Um, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love anyone that sings in my register. I, I do a pretty. Forget I do a it. pretty
0: mean America. So, I'm just saying. Um, but needy is in this mental institute and in this small town in Minnesota. And she's narrating this story for us. She's in solitary confinement. Um, but we know that some shit went down from the very beginning that
1: because the very the very top of the movie is we see this woman, and it's not terribly clear if I remember right that it's Jennifer. But then mm-hmm. we see needy outside the window in a hoodie, looking creepy. And right. then we're at the mental institution, and we get Amanda Seyfried given this fucking like order—just this doctor a nice kick in the chest. She flies across the dining hall. It's a, <laughs> it is a delightful. Should have com- this movie completely filled- collapsed her
0: chest cavity. By the way, the way she kicked her, like she should be dead. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, that
1: woman is dead, and it. <laughs> And it's like you know, cute with the narration. It's like I'm a kicker. It's in my file, and then it just shows her just fucking like karate kicking this person like in the donkey chest,
0: donkey kicking her in the chest. And I'm like, that woman has internal bleeding. Like
1: she's yeah, she, going... she isn't. She is not well. She's not well. <laughs>
0: yes. Um, also, we're gonna have to tag team and work a lot this episode because, I admit, I did not rewatch it since the first
1: time. No, save. <laughs>
0: But it's fine. It's fine. We we're gonna get there. Um, yeah, so we find out that she's been best friends with this girl named Jennifer, and she's like a she's a popular girl. We first meet Jennifer; she's a, she's doing her cheerleading, and she's very beautiful and needy. It's the the, the sapphic vibe. She's
1: admiring her. She's <laughs> she's like she's like a proud parent just staring at her in the crowd, and it's nice in slow motion. And we get the really nice this movie throughout it is riddled with just things that one hundred percent wouldn't fly mm. now. And you're just like that was the humor of the time, like this girl leans into needy and goes, "You're so lesbian gay for her." and I'm like, what who would
0: but also, like But <laughs> like, lesb- like, to say lesbian is the is gay. you do not need to put them together <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I know our insults were not every insult the era it was invented is not clever no
0: i I mean <laughs> and and that's the thing that's so interesting about this movie sorry, excuse me. It really did transport me to high school because say what you will about Diablo Cody's writing. I think this, this writing in this is way better than Juno. Cause I think Juno tried a little bit too hard to be very like quippy and funny. And it was like, no one talks this way. This movie, I was like, no, the shit they're saying is all stuff I've said before. And like, I will admit it. I'm, I'm so thankful that I was not, you know, we did not have TikTok. In high school, because I would have absolutely been making TikToks with, like, the R word. F, I would have said I said all kinds of shit that I thought was, like, oh, it's funny. Everyone says it. And, like, cringe now when I think about, like, every yeah. so often when Facebook all, reminds you of, like, a status from, like, 10th grade. I'm like, oh, delete, <laughs> delete, delete. That's a terrible thing. Yeah. I, just, I actually wrote. <laughs> yeah.
1: We, we did that rare thing of getting older and learning crazy. I know. And
0: realizing, like, oh, it's not super funny to just – Say slurs. That's it's not punchline. The punchline, yeah. <laughs> your punchline is a slur. It's not really a good joke,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah. If you if you really like that tip, Sinique actually has a manual on comedy, and I highly suggest if you actually um, subscribe to our Patreon at the hundred thousand dollar level, Sinique will send you an autographed, audiographed an autographed book. Yes. Uh, comedy by Sonique. well, actually, it's called Truth in
0: Sanik. Because Sanic is synonymous <clears throat> with comedy, so the truth is, unique. yeah.
1: God damn it, Charna uh, oh. Sorry, I'm also looking at my notes <laughs> to say like Megan Fox, like because you know the 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 driving for like plot point is that they go to see this band, yes, and she wrote... <laughs> it's like I saw this band's MySpace page; it looks really good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god, MySpace! But yeah, that that was where you found uh, new uh, music. Yeah, they're gonna go to this local like dive bar to see uh, this band called Low Shoulder, um, and you know, Jennifer's like, you know, she finds the lead singer hot, so she's you know doing the hot girl thing of dragging her friend, her less hot, her her movie less hot friend, because we're supposed to believe that. That Amanda Seyfried is like this ugly bitch next to, you. <laughs> they are, like they're they're both very beautiful women. Like she has glasses. These, on. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> this is just, I would that line out of context. Just that audio clip, which sounded I think very funny. Amanda Seyfried is this ugly bitch, <laughs> and then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's how it's framed, and it's like it's it's a typical Hollywood thing, like oh, stick some glasses on this like objectively attractive woman, and but yeah, she's an ugly friend. Like Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> the only reason why I enjoyed watching Les Mis was all of the close-ups of her face because she truly is so pretty. It's <laughs> just <she's>, like glowy. <laughs> Sounds terrible, but glowy
1: is fucking. Happy. I was going to say is like was it was it. Knocked down a peg when she started singing. I think, baby,
0: close your, Keep your mouth shut, sweetheart. Like, does not say anything.
1: Man, Soneek is a misogynist. I am. Uh,
0: 2009 Sineek is coming out to play. Um, <laughs> so uh, they go to the bar, and uh, a fire starts at this bar. But before that happens, we see uh, Chris, uh,
1: Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. We
0: Ugly Chris. Pratt.
1: The ugliest Chris. Ugly <laughs> Chris and it's great because he is truly in it just for that bit. Yeah. You know, it's not like he's he's he comes back later in another bit like he, a shitty one liner. He just comes in. And he's like, oh, this thing that we would say in Hicktown <laughs> 2009. And then he's gone
0: before like Chris Pratt was like famous, famous. So it wasn't even like a cameo of like, oh, my God, Chris Pratt it was just like some guy. <laughs> he was just some guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like maybe i think parks and rec was out by then so like if you watch parks and rec you'd be like oh yeah it's that guy but like i think it just it just come out too so it's like you don't fucking know who this guy is um ugly chris um so (laughs) i just love bullying chris pratt um so fire starts and kills like A bunch of people. I did not expect this. I thought like, oh, let's make a fire. People are gonna exit. It's like, no. There's people literally on fire. Like, it's delightful. It's
1: (laughs) it's 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 a very nice scene too because you know we we get like the nice. (laughs) I still like. I pointed this out last time. I'll point this out again. I just really like because they're that they're that emo band (laughs) that still kind of thinks they're hot shit. They're not actually moody and brooding. And he's just like. He's just like, all right, Devil's Lake. And someone in the crowd goes, Devil's Kettle. And he's like, fucking A-Ride right it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just they just start their song. And it's just like the scene of Jennifer being entranced by the lead singer. But then she like holds Needy's hand. And Needy's like, oh, my God. But then has to like make herself let go. And then there's this fire just starting in the corner of the like stage. Like, all of a sudden. <laughs> and all of a sudden and it travels up the post into the rafters and no one notices until it burns like a flag decoration that falls onto someone's table while they're eating and you're like that it wasn't like it was right next to the stage either that tra- that fire traveled into the dining room <laughs> and you're like you're like come on guys you gotta
0: <laughs> like wake up like come on smoke with the bear
1: these are the same people that want to storm the capital and tell me they have survival skills but they can't sense a fire starting 10 yards away. Oh, that
0: is so right though. This whole town
1: right, That whole patriots. town of patriots. <laughs> <laughs> this is a town of patriots.
0: <laughs> it's like, okay, Jethro. <laughs> <laughs> um so they but Needy and Jennifer managed to escape and <laughs> but <laughs> they, jennifer gets like this part is like really fucked up because it's like so they're outside right and the guys from low shoulder got out and they're just like very nonchalant about this fire they're just like oh yeah man it sucks hey so you want to like, get our van well,
1: you got out yeah i was gonna come get you yeah you want to go in my <laughs> van and he's holding like a fucking glass of scotch <laughs> totally like undisturbed yeah. his glass of shot like of scotch
0: hanging out And um, Jennifer agrees to leave with them. Of course, Needy's like, you know, don't get in that rape mobile. She essentially says that. Um, She does. Yeah, which is, again, 2009, you could just be like, oh, the rapist mobile. Ha ha ha. It's the joke. Um, But she gets taken by them and Needy, you know, gets left behind. Um, Not the first time she's been left behind by Jennifer. It's very clear. Which is what I love about this movie. Mm -hmm. They do an excellent job just like establishing – the power dynamics in this relationship, like right out the gate, Jennifer is is probably oftentimes going off with some dude or like doing her own thing and Needy kinda has to trail around
1: behind her. Like you're saying, this is it's a well written Mm -hmm. movie.
0: Very well written. Like
1: even even if the lines don't hold up, like the the dialogue may not hold up, but the the themes and the feelings that they elicit are still very good. Yeah. I'm willing to forgive a lot. yeah, you're like, man. We, it's like watching, <laughs> it's like watching a movie from the fucking forties. You're like, I'm gonna hear something that's not pleasant, but if in context, you're like, oh right, that makes sense. We all had a Jennifer friend. We all had someone that called you something like lesbian, gay, and now <laughs> they're fucking thirty, and they would never say that again because they learned.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we had a Jennifer. In our lives. I actually had a dream about my Jennifer last night. Um, and she was on RuPaul's drag race. It was so weird. Like I I had a friend in high school who was kind of like my Jennifer and she was like a lot more popular than I was. And we ended up like growing apart because I just like wasn't really into like the things she was into, but she kind of was like the fun, the popular one who went to parties and stuff. And I stayed home and read books. And, um, she, uh, in my dream, she's with a group of her friends that I remember from high school too, that she left me for. And they were all on RuPaul's Drag Race. As a group, and I was really sad in my dream because she didn't invite me to be on yeah. the show. And I was like, wow, like they're just all on Drag Race. Like She knows I love this show, and I'm not on it. <laughs> what does that mean?
1: What a dip. <laughs> <laughs> What does that mean? Um, <laughs> I don't know. So someone's going to do something that they could have brought you to do, and they won't, and you're going to not feel good about it.
0: Yeah. Like... I feel like it wasn't fair. She was like hanging out with RuPaul fracking, and I wasn't allowed to frack with them. <laughs> <laughs> it really hurt my feelings. <laughs> Speaking of fracking, um, Jennifer spews some really pe- uh, oil-looking look- like shit yeah, out of her mouth. Yeah. R-
1: real nice, real nice job bringing it back. This is a solid episode. I'm glad I've missed this. But it's like, but like you were saying, she Needy goes home and is talking to her boyfriend, uh, Chip, and. And she, he's you know trying to be reasonable. He's like, well, did you get the license number? What type? Of, what type of van was it? And she goes, I don't know. An eighty nine rapes mobile. <laughs> and you're like, Jesus, Jesus Christ. But then, and she's like, I need to call you back because she hears something in the kitchen. And then it's fucking Jennifer covered in blood, just like a zombie, almost covered in blood and a- like
0: non-responsive because she keeps like trying to talk to her and she just like.
1: It's just like, you know, and then she like eventually is in the fridge, like eating this chicken and Needy's just like, oh, my mom got that from Boston Market. I don't think you're supposed to eat that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Boston Uh, Market sounds delicious. And then, yeah, she just fucking vomits this like bio like substance that moves and has like like prickly things that just kind of move in it. She vomited some
0: kind of CGI fluid. And Needy
1: <laughs> needy's just like, just there. Just stands there terrified. And she, yeah, and then she even goes up to, Jennifer goes up to her and is just like, are you scared? And she's just like, yeah. And then like, that's it. <laughs>
0: she just leaves. <laughs> and,
1: and, then they're, and then they're in school the next day.
0: The next morning. um, But Jennifer shows up and she seems fine. And Needy's like, Hey, girl, last night you threw up all over my, my floor. You were covered in blood. And Jennifer's like, relax, bitch. Like, it's not that serious. I love the little quick scene, the cut scene where you see <laughs> Needy, like, trying to clean up the shit on the floor. And she's just, she's like, like, just moving it all around, crying, sobbing. just pushing it all <laughs> It's so funny to me. This movie is so it's funny. so good. It's like Ugh. I feel like so many of the comedic moments are just like little moments like that. I'm just like, oh, that's hilarious.
1: Like, yeah, it's it doesn't beat uh, you over I'm, the I'm head. I'm a fan you know? of. I'm a fan of the throwaway. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, and yeah. like J.K. Simmons comes in as the teacher because um, um, because you know yeah with he has a uh, one arm and a hook never hand, explained which is you know yeah it's just but. But that's there and he's just like I like, because you know, this was a this this dive bar burning down was a tragedy for the town. And he's just like what does he say? He's like, All right, um, all right, students, I need you to put aside your concerns with who's a cool dude or who's a hoe and just come together <laughs> for this for the town.
0: JP Simmons he's is like, so the, great. He's,
1: he, he's like the guidance counselor teacher, you know, like the one that just cares so much about the kids. Yeah. That's his vibe. That's
0: like my, um reminds me of my high school principal, Miss Dixon, who, um, <laughs> this is so fucked up. So she was like, she was a nice woman, but she was annoying as fuck because she's a principal and we were teenagers. We we're like, shut the fuck up, Miss Dixon. Like every morning she would do her announcements <laughs> and like she'd finish, she'd finish every announcement with go Panthers because we were the Panthers and it was just like. Okay, to Dixon, like relax. But there was this one incident at a neighboring <laughs> school where a kid came to school with a knife to like kill the principal, right? And it was like everyone was talking about, like, oh shit, you heard about Springbrook? Like, yeah, Springbrook was the bad school. It was like, oh shit, they brought a knife, like they had gangs and shit there. Like, oh, they brought like, a knife to like, kill the principal. It's wild, right? So then Miss Dixon gets on the announcements the next morning, and she doesn't, she doesn't say anything about Springbrook, but. She, like, does this whole speech about how much she loves every student and, like, we love you so much. Like, everyone was like, Ms. Dixon, don't try to kill your ass. Like, shut up. Like, what the fuck? But she really thought, like, she was doing something. Like, I just care about my students. Like, no matter who you are, black, white, like, da-da-da, we need to come together. And I was like, bitch, you think way too highly of yourself. We think anyone here is trying to murder you. Like,
1: (laughs) oh, man.
0: yeah, I love teachers. Um, So, <laughs> but yes, the town is devastated by this fire. Um, I feel like this movie and in our original recording, but I'll say it again. I think they were trying to, I feel like there was this like interesting, almost like post 9-11 commentary happening here. Did you feel that or was I reading too much into it?
1: I meet you halfway and say i don't know if you're reading into it too much but i did not get that
0: i guess to explain it like very very briefly is that like you know the movie has lots of themes about being a woman about gender about sexuality all those things but one i think overlying theme is like um how we deal with grief and like a and collective trauma in a community so i mean after this accident happens, uh, low shoulder blows up. Right, they gain popularity. I'm kind of jumping ahead. We're gonna come back. Um, they they grow in popularity. They have this song that kind of becomes like the theme song of the town. Everything, but it's like it's all bullshit because they're not actually heroes, but they pretend to be. And just something about it just – it just reminded me of – and it might just be because this movie is of this era that it took me back to that kind of, like, post-9-11, like, jingoism of, like, we're going to have to get together and, like, you know, you know, I'll stick a boot in your ass. Like, that little, like, that kind of mentality of, like, ooh, we got to go get the guys who did the thing and, like, sing about it. And it's fucking weird. It's weird to to make a song about how we're going to go kick terrorist butt. It's weird to me. And something about this movie just felt of that time of, like, you know, this, like, fur this fervent desire that when these things happen to, like, kind of unite around this one trauma to the point where, like, you forget, like – really what happened but just kind of like oh this is like the myth we've all decided to like buy into which is that like this band is the heroes or like oh 9-11 like let's pretend like it wasn't an inside job
1: it's Like, <laughs> <laughs> no that's <laughs> that's that's interesting I don't, I don't know i i think i just more saw it as like you know it's a small town and i guess like that collective grief is more attributed like like on a national scale, yes, Mm -hmm. like something like that tragedy. But I I guess, yeah, I guess it could be that or it's just also like small towns get that a lot easier. That's true. It's like everyone knew everyone, so chances are everyone knew someone personally that died in that fire. Right. But then, but that shared grief, that grief of an individual partaking alone was that jonas guy who like his friend chris pratt (laughs) chris pratt was his best friend and he died and then so jonas is just weeping in a football field and this is where we get jennifer showing up to seduce him and like take him into the woods but on you're talking about all the various themes i did like you know because we're in small town late 2000s uh high school letter jacket football wearing dude Mm -hmm. and he but he's just openly crying and then when jennifer's just like do you miss him like he's gone do you miss him and he wasn't trying to be all macho he's just like he was my best friend i miss him yeah (laughs) you know i'm like that was that was like a nice touch because that was believable you know i knew a ton of i feel like you did too we all knew those unnecessarily macho or like like, the meathead jock guy, but it's like it's if if you're grieving and you're sad, you're grieving and you're sad, man. Like, That's
0: true, because I think sometimes I, it's... Tr- I think a lesser movie would have done the the thing, where he's like, oh, I got something in my eye, or, like, something stupid like that, and it's like, no, he's, like, his friend died in a fire. I got some
1: testosterone in my eye. <laughs> oh, my rock-hard dick just blew it in my eye. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly know how to be very machismo. Cause like Is it
0: gay you nun your own eye? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's my own nut. <laughs> yeah. Um, she takes him out to the forest and it, just, it becomes this like, really weird, fucked up Disney movie where
1: All all of the woodland creatures show up like, and Jonas is them. the only he's concerned because they're not just like there, they're watching yeah. and Jonas is like mm, like hey, the animals and then she goes, oh, they came to watch.
0: It's like a deer and chipmunks and shit. It was wild. It definitely it felt yeah. like the beginning of a Disney movie. I thought she going to break out into song. or gonna, They are going to help her like, make a dress or something. Um, but instead of that she her she unhinged her fucking jaw and like <laughs> chomps him chomps. Just
1: b-tease that boy b-tease him
0: mm. um yeah he fucking dies <laughs> and <this is laughs> what it is um but time passes after this this death i mean of course the town knows it's like oh no another person has been killed this town has been through so much. First a fire, now this random murder. Seemingly random murder.
1: Um, oh, sorry. Before yeah, we sure. continue. Um, <laughs> in the same scene, because Jonas is, you know, like screaming because he's being murdered. And J- teacher J.K. Simmons is walking by the football field and hears him. And he's just like, let it out, kids. <laughs> let it out.
0: <laughs> well, I think we mentioned this, too. It's like, yeah, they they sound similar. Screaming, crying, very similar sounds. Um, <laughs> not important. Just a just a comment on that. But yeah, so that happens, and um, so yeah, so just, just a double back. So low shoulder is gaining popularity, but time is passing, and the town is kind of ish moving on from the fire, but it's kind of you know. It's kind of become their identity, this like this terrible thing and this band.
1: Yeah, well, because needy's taking down. I, I think you're getting to it, so I'm sorry for jumping no, the gun. Go for it. But uh, like, I think you're going to get to the point where uh, the teacher's mentions that low shoulders like gonna come and play their prom mm-hmm. and is like they're gonna donate like a tenth of their sales <laughs> <laughs> to like. The fund for the families or something, and Needy's just in this class being like, "Well, they're rich. Why don't they just donate everything? Like they, like this isn't a good gesture." And then she's just shit talking low shoulder, and then that one girl—I think it's the lesbian gay girl. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I keep calling her that, but that's the—I don't one, think she really has a name in this movie, honestly. Tell. But she just like flips out on them, you know, like a diehard fan. And it's you know, it's not like again, people really. It's like kind of like that collective grief you were talking about. But I also view that, too, as it sometimes spurs false, you know, like attachments to oh, things yeah. like within that grief. So it's not like they love Low Shoulder. It's just Low Shoulder made that song through the trees, which is their fucking anthem. Yeah. So it's like if you attack that, now you're attacking the thing they love. So this girl's just all in on Low Shoulder, getting on Needy's ass for Calling them yeah, out. Yeah,
0: she is like a, a low shoulder stan. Like she's on god. Twitter, she's bullying children. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is the definition of a stan. If you're not bullying children, Stan culture truly is stan?
0: literally just bullying children because they don't <laughs> totally love Ariana Grande. It's like, oh my god.
1: Like I'm I don't love any Italian that spray paints themselves brown either. Or whatever. Sorry. We don't need to go into it. <laughs>
0: Ariana Grande famously latinx artist ariana cron yeah yeah. (laughs) Um, she's brown all right so a month later though time has passed and jennifer starts coming to school looking sick and it's noted that by jennifer's standards because it's again it's megan fox i feel like you have a hard time making her look ugly or sick or tired she still looks very pretty (laughs) no matter what you do to her. Yeah, and
1: Needy says that. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Jennifer doesn't look good. Well, for Jennifer's standards, yeah. she doesn't look
0: good. Like her cheeks are slightly hollowed out more. <laughs> but, um, so she's looking, she's looking a little rough. Um, And around the same time, so there's this guy we, we've introduced, we, we didn't talk about him, but Colin, who's like a character who is like, uh, Needy kind of has a relationship with and that like they both are in the same, like I think creative writing class. Um, yeah. Her boyfriend Chip seems a bit, like, uh, jealous of this guy intimidated, or intimidated by, by, by this yeah. weird emo goth kid. I'm like, since when? In what world?
1: Yeah, like, he's he, he seems to, like, that he's genuinely nice, just kind of puts on this front a little too hard like he has the, like, lip ring in the center of his bottom lip and he's wearing the baggy black jeans with chains across them for no, they serve no real function and, like, some flaming red button-up that is undone you know it's like that that look he's a nice guy but he's that's the vibe he wants to put into the world yeah
0: he's like a happy goth
1: <laughs> really that was rare those was happy goths you know
0: <laughs> um and he he asked colin out, or or colin asks jennifer out on a date she rejects him initially um uh, but then needy Kind of convinced, she doesn't quite convince her to go, but she's like, No, he's cool. Or she said something like uh, along the lines like that, something well, because- that changes Jennifer's opinion of him very quickly. Because <laughs> she was initially, she was like, No, he's a loser. I don't want to fucking go out with him. And then Needy's just like, Oh, but he's it was an interesting thing of like, um, I think kind of showing the tension between the friends. It's like Jennifer doesn't care about this guy until it seems like Needy. Has some sort of attachment right. to him, or like or at least a a, a softness for him, because it's not quite clear if Needy likes him necessarily. I think it's just that she she likes him as like a friend, basically, and that kind of clicks in Jennifer. Like, actually, no, I'm going to date with him.
1: Well, also too is that Jennifer at, at this point, I think starts kind of just laying hints about Chip being like hot or some shit, you know, like just starts being over complimentative to Chip. And so Needy doesn't like that. And, you know, she, she says this later. So it makes sense that she would know it now and maybe played it to her advantage Mm -hmm. where Needy's then saying, you know, like Colin's a pretty cool guy. I think he's really nice. And then, you know, now that took the attention of Jennifer kind of, going after Colin, I mean Chip, and now putting it on Colin. Mm.
0: Oh, astute. I definitely did not catch that. Smart. Okay. Yeah, that makes way more sense actually. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, Jennifer accepts the date and um, so it's the night of the date and it's interspersed (laughs) with, you know, Colin searching for Jennifer and Needy and Chip having sex, (laughs) but
1: like this is a delightful scene, too. It was wonderful. Because it's like, I think this is a pretty solid representation of teenager sex, where it's not like, you know, like they, my impression is they have done it before. So it's not the most awkward, but it's not like, you know, mm-hmm. they've been going at it forever. So they're like dynamos. It's It's still a little awkward, but not unnecessarily like. Trying to hit the nail over the head like that—we're young and we don't know how to fuck. Mm. You know, it's just, it's tactfully awkward, and then interspersed, like you said, with Colin driving to this subdivision that's in development, like it's not done yet, and somehow he's not scared of this, or like that's not a red flag. Because my
0: first instinct that would be she- like. Jennifer played you. She like she like stood you up. She gave you a, a false address. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's not coming, and you go home. But no, he's like, let me just walk through these unfinished this unfinished house. This is must be where she lives. Like, yeah, obviously. Like, oh, she must be a squatter. Um, so that's <laughs> happening. Uh, Colin goes in, and um, Jennifer again seduces him, and BT holds him. But while this is happening, it's- Needy's also having like hallucinations of like hey something is happening something bad is happening and Jennifer is up to no good
1: yeah we we get also very delightful lines while Jennifer I just wrote this down so I need to remind you that <laughs> you. Like, like she'll lean in Jennifer would be like you're giving me such a wedding right now <laughs> and he just, you know she's just being overtly and then we also find too because like Colin accidentally puts his hand on a nail that's sticking out, or something cuts it open, and then so Jennifer is like breaking his wrists and shit, or you know, like fucking him up. And then she's just like, "Are you scared? I need you scared," which like added to you know, there's always all these tropes, or like in movies where the monster can only like feed on your fear and shit. So it was like she just doesn't. She does. She needs not just your your meat your man meat but she also needs you to be fucking terrified she needs your scared
0: man meat man
1: <laughs> scared man meat and then <laughs> we get like because you know like you were saying scared ha- like scared scream crying or like orgasmic scream crying sounds similar sometimes mm-hmm. and then so needy's like like starting to kind of like whimper because she's seeing these visions of or you know like something like oh like this guy's collins in trouble with jennifer and then so the whole time she's just like oh ah, 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 and then chip is just like <laughs> he's like am i too big <laughs> but he's just like
0: praying that she'll say yes i'm like oh chip your name is Chip, yeah. sweetie i don't know a name like chip,
1: oh, chip. Mm. chip's a nice guy yeah
0: but that did anyway um <laughs> your name's chip son <laughs> um so uh Yes, yeah, so she leaves. So so needy freaks out, and she leaves. And when she's leaving, she almost hits Jennifer with her car, and like it's she's covered in blood again because Jennifer's always covered in yeah, blood. She's this like, is <laughs> her deal now. It's, it, <laughs> she looks great in red. This is who she is. <laughs> it's like who she is. Just covered in blood. Um, she gets uh, needy. Gets home, and Jennifer's just like hiding in her bed. Like she like creeps in her bed, and Jennifer's like <laughs> awakens
1: like in her bed. <laughs> And needy screams and is just like, "Is that my evil dead?" <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what the fuck, needy?
0: <laughs> needy priorities." Um. So this is the scene where we do get the the kiss that was very very like um promoted. This is the marketing. This, marketing.
1: this is this was the point of the marketing yes. is to make sure you knew this scene exists. The scene
0: exists, and it's like it's a shame because um. I mean it's 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 queer baiting. It's but it's not because the characters are queer. They are coded as queer, so it's not even queer baiting, but it's like it's doing the thing. It's male gazy. You're promoting the movie with this kiss, so that boys, horny teenager boys, will go see this. When it's not really the center focus of the movie, like it's it happens, but it's not like a mm-hmm. it's not a pivotal moment in the movie necessarily because uh, Needy and Jennifer are having this discussion because Needy's like she wants fucking answers. Jennifer is also manipulative, but also attracted to Needy, so she kisses her really to distract her from the conversation. But Needy's like, uh-uh, girl, I like that kiss, but also tell me what's going on. And she says to you, that's literally what a line a great of dialogue. Scene. <laughs> it's uh-uh, girl. Yeah. No, way, Jose. Um, but she Jennifer explains to her um what happened to her the night that Low Shoulder took her into the woods. And um they wanted to sacrifice a virgin to Satan in exchange for fame and fortune, like Beyonce did. And um <laughs> and they chose Jennifer because they assumed the we get a scene in the very beginning where the lead singer played by Adam Brody is like, no, she's definitely a virgin because she's like, she's like She's too sexual, too sexual she that it's like hurt. you're playing that you're over sexual, but you're not, which I think was an it was a nice touch of like, oh no, she actually is a is not a virgin. I think again, lesser writers would have made it so that no, Jennifer was a virgin. Oh no. And it's like, no, actually she is, she does have sex. Like they were just wrong. Right. <laughs> like she actually does is the stereotype. She looks pretty slutty and she kinda is slutty, and that's just what it is. Uh, face value. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, but um because they sacrifice her and she's not a virgin, she becomes possessed by the demon and she is the succubus. And D-
1: Spooky Squad, this is honestly one of the best scenes of the movie. It's because they're just like, and it's very, it's ridiculous. What a ridiculous vehicle for the plot. Mm-hmm. But like, it's, it's like, do you know? And you know, because Jennifer's like, please, like, I'll give you, like, I'll do whatever you want. Let me go. And he just, it's very, he, you know, he does it in like a very like. I'm gonna just. I'm being straight up with you, and he just gets in her face. like, "Do you know how hard it is to be in an indie band? There's a million of us. We're all cute. <laughs> the only way, the only way to get big, is to sacrifice. It's like give your soul to the devil or play Letterman."
0: <laughs> but you know, I think it was a it was a funny touch, especially that they made it like an indie band, and it wasn't like, like, I think the obvious choice or something like this would be like, oh, like guess like a death metal band, or like it's a punk band, or something right. like a lot more aggressive. It's a band, it's a, it's an indie rock band, which I feel like it's a bunch of soft boys. That's what it is. And I think it's a funny commentary right. of like, I think the the are the dangers of men to young women in in certain circumstances that they aren't always the hyper mask. It's not the jock always, since it is like the the brooding fucking you know guitar boy right. who could harm you. I love that. I think it's really smart.
1: And you know, they it's not like they're into the occult and have these fucking leather bound tomes. He's like, hand me the the incantation. And then he just hands them this folded up piece of paper, and he's like, "Where'd you get that?" And he's like, "The internet." <laughs> yeah,
0: there isn't like, yeah, there isn't like a <laughs> book of the dead or anything. It literally is like a printout. It's like a math printout. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, and they do. Oh, and they also like they break out into song and sing the eight sa- six yeah. seven
1: five three. Which is like nine. so
0: fucked up. I hate. Uh, oh God, that's like really creepy because it's similar. So, like, Scenes where a woman is being brutalized by men while they sing, it just really upsets me. Like, I think because of A Clockwork Orange, because there's that. I was
1: just thinking Literally that,
0: yeah. that, the singing in the rain scene, I'm just like, oh, yep. I hate that. Like, my skin crawls when I see you shit like that. Even if it is played for a joke, it's still like, no,
1: that's not funny. <laughs>
0: that's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> Can you imagine getting murdered while someone sings show tunes?
1: Um, I hope it's not high. Yes. Because yeah yeah, if someone's singing into the woods while they're stabbing me, I don't know what would what would be going through. I hope my I mind. get
0: stabbed to like company, you know. <laughs> company overture. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: So um, yeah, so when <laughs> after this happens so though, we encounter she encountered the I hate this, but it was like the exchange student from India who was her first victim. We thought we saw a quick scene in the very beginning where you think the exchange student got killed in the fire. He didn't. He's walking home and she kills him. So it, it, it's a, a perfect, I mean, situation because everyone assumes he's dead anyway. Um, so yeah, it's, it's revealed basically that Jennifer regains her strength by eating um, people, boys specifically in this case. <laughs>
1: She, you know, reveals this to Chip. And, you know, I got to hand it to him. I like to think I'm very accepting and good at, like, helping people calm down with things. But that might throw me for a loop if I was in high school and someone tried to legitimately say that their friend is a succubus. Because he's like, it's like, I believe you just not necessarily about this <laughs> like he's trying so hard to be a supportive boyfriend and then so sh- and th- we get the nice montage of her at her high school's occult section to figure this out <laughs> and then chips she was like i was researching in her occult section in the library and chips like we have an occult section
0: which definitely has to be a callback to buffy because buffy literally has like a full <laughs> has a cult section in that school <laughs> And no one really like. I think there's actually a scene where Cord- I think Cordelia actually at one point in the show says something about like what like why do we have this section, in this publicly funded <laughs> library?
1: <laughs> but yeah, she does. But then yeah, and, sorry. Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, she she breaks up with Chip to save him, mm-hmm. so Jennifer wouldn't go after him. Yes.
0: Um, and uh, yeah, so she breaks up with him to protect him but he decides to go to the dance anyway and she also goes and the the two she is wearing the two of them are wearing the two ugliest dresses i've ever seen in a like a movie like ever like it, i love we it we talked
1: about this last time you know <laughs> it was just like you know there's always no matter where you are like even in like really rural like poor areas there's still just for some reason a handful of families with money and it's not It's kind of put that Needy's mom is like, you know, she works to provide. Mm -hmm. So it's not that they're flush. But they also like talk about how low shoulder like drove in from the city, which we assume is Minneapolis, which means like Needy, you could have bought a better dress. Yes. Like I (laughs) think or, you know, have your some your best one of your friends. Someone has to be a seamstress. Yeah. I might mean, take away that Devil's Kettle is one of those, like, small
0: towns that gets fashion and, like, stuff just later than everybody else. So, like, they're just, like, <laughs> it's 2009, but really it's, like, 1999 in Devil's Kettle. Like, they're just a little, there's, like, 10 years yeah. behind everyone else, hence the look, hence the get up. Like, <laughs> you know. Um, so, she's uh, – Needy's at the dance waiting for Chip. And we're not waiting for Chip, but really waiting for Jennifer because she knows he's, she's going to come to the dance and probably like, mm-hmm. cause she's, she's decided as well, aside from Chip being danger, but like, it's a school. It's a dance full of people. Like, Jennifer's probably going to show up and like fucking go crazy. And, uh, low shoulder is there, which I was hoping that would be the climax of it. Like, I get why it was the climax was with Chip because it makes, it makes more sense because it centers the two girls in the, and like the conflict between them, so it makes sense writer wise. But I really was hoping we were gonna get like a fucking showdown at the dance, which I think right is so awesome. Yeah. But like, she knows she was doing. I get why she didn't do it, but you know me, I have I have no chill. I have no restraints. I'm like, oh, and showdown at the dance. <laughs> 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 um, so, um, but as Chip is on his way to the dance, Jennifer catches up with him. He's in like the middle of he like he cuts through a field like. <laughs>
1: yeah where are we going and he (laughs) he gets fucking swept up in jennifer's seductive bullshit and then also you know because like she's presumably heading to the dance too and then they head to this building that is nowhere near the school presumably no
0: it's like an abandoned ymca
1: (laughs) yeah ugh.
0: you know the one that everyone has in their town yeah,
1: th- that abandoned <laughs> But then we get, but Needy, her Needy senses tingle, mm-hmm. you know, and she's like, oh, God, I need to. Question, do Which we again, ever know
0: what, what is going on with Needy that she just knows these things? Because this is before she gets, bit, I mean, spoiler, she's going to get bit and like get the powers of, kind of the powers of the demon, too. So, like, what is yeah, this that I she has it- that she is she just crazy, or does she, like, have actual, like, magical, like, spooky Uki's powers?
1: I don't know if that's ever, like, solidified any way, like, one way or the other. I th- I think I just chalked it up based on nothing, that it's just they're such good friends, they have this connection, and that's good enough for that's me. That's fair. I
0: feel like I would know if my but... bestie is going to murder someone.
1: Yeah, I like, mean... I would, but, I would, I would uh, feel it. Yeah, you, like I just uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, I just like my my left nipple just gets so hard. I was like, oh fuck, someone's gonna get
0: murdered. Yeah, yeah. I just get a text. We I just all... get a text from her saying I'm about to murder this bitch, and I'm like, oh no, girl.
1: <laughs> oh, you guys just communicate where I just need to sense it with my body because yeah, you, <laughs> but, you're,
0: you're yeah. a man. And that's what you guys do, um,
1: or something. I don't know.
0: So yeah, so that was. <laughs> But needy, she gets her, she gets her little her her, her tinglies, and she she's like, I gotta go to this abandoned YMCA because that's where they're gonna be, and
1: she's like, fucking, just like, <laughs> she's like, is she she's hoofing it in that she's dress. In the dress. <laughs> <laughs> she gets there, spooky squad, I'm so sorry we we should have at least rewatched this one scene because there are so many good one liners throughout this entire fucking fight. Oh yeah,
0: because when she when but, she gets to the pool, cuz it's an it's an abandoned pool, which is I think is an awesome yeah. uh setting, ooh, because it reminds me of the faculty and the faculty has a showdown in like a in like a big like in the school pool too. Ooh, should the faculty be on our New Year New Me? Cuz that's like one.
1: I've never heard <gasps> of it, so sure.
0: You've never heard of the faculty? Okay, the faculty's going on. Because it's also got a cool showdown, too. Like, uh, we're watching the faculty. Um,
1: okay.
0: But yes, they get to the abandoned pool. And Jennifer's already, like, getting it with Chip. Because she's like, I'm about to eat this boy yeah. today.
1: <laughs> yeah. she it, she came... Needy showed up just in the nick of time from him getting, BT, like, bt hold. He's yeah. just, like... Like, she's bit his neck, right? It's, like... It's gushing. Like, he's clearly fucked yeah. up. But I think it's just, like, his neck. But... You know, a, a nice battle ensues. It's also funny too because we skipped over this, but Chip's mom before he left to go to the dance hands him and like makes a point to. Get, it's a can of lady pepper spray because it had to be that. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he gets pepper spray from the mom. It's like, well, there's a child murdering weirdo out there, so I want you to have this. And so like, he pepper sprays Jennifer in the face. And then Jennifer like flies up and she's she, just like, she can fly? <laughs> and Needy goes, she's just hovering. She's like, it's not that impressive. Why can't you Why can't you be impressed with anything I do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just dumb things. Like they're battling. There's a lot more like good lines. They tussle, but then it, it's looking, I'm pretty sure I remember, it's looking rough for Needy. Mm-hmm. But then Chip shows up and like, javelins her with some pole through the chest and jennifer is just like you got a tampon you look like you might be packing <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know and then like pulls it out and slinks out a window but
0: it's so good megan fox is like um i mean we 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 couldn't cover every nook and cranny of this movie but her delivery in this, like her comedic timing, I really hope that she has. Now that she's kind of like come back in the public eye a little bit more, like she needs even more comedies. Like she's really good at that. She's very funny. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not. Um, it's sharp. She's sharp. It's, it's quick. It feels real. It's not like um, over the top or kind of like lame. Like it feels very like no. She's she's got comedic chops, and I want to see. I want so much for her. Megan Fox, call me. I will be your agent. <laughs> I will revive that career, sweetie. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, but Needy's like, no, this bitch needs to die because she is she's da- she is dangerous. Like it sucks, she's but dangerous. She dangerous and killed Chip and she killed Chip. Chip is dead. Spoiler.
1: Yeah, Chip dies. He's-
0: Fucking, he, he,
1: and he dies and he's like dead with his dying breaths. Is like just doling out compliments to needy. Like you look so beautiful in that dress. And she's like, bitch, I know you're lying. And he's like, you right? And he dies. No, that's not what <laughs> happened. Like, yeah, you, but he he's does like, yeah, <laughs> <He> die. <laughs> you ugly bitch! <laughs> Get rid of those glasses. Ugly- you're so needy. <laughs> <Didi. laughs> uh. But we finally get, so the scene at the very top of the movie is now, we've circled, we've come full circle, so it's Jennifer in her bed, Mm -hmm. watching this weird, like, workout infomercial on TV, and then Needy just standing outside the window, and then fucking (laughs) jumps into the house, but, like, you know, isn't a stunt person or a fighter, so she just, like, kind of collapses on the floor. Uh delightful it was wonderful. Uh, but we get the final battle the final battle which has a,
0: a, a little bit of erotic tone to it they're fighting and like levitating because you know jennifer can hover yeah so there's like some levitating they're fighting blah 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 but then she um
1: gets bitten she
0: gets she gets bitten which is a very important plot point um but um it's the moment – so Jennifer wears this necklace. They, they both each wear like this like best friends forever like necklace. And as they're fighting, Needy snatches it. Um, Jennifer's beneath her. Needy's above her and she snatches it off her. And that's like the moment where Jennifer's just kind of like shocked and kind of falls down. And Needy's able to stab her in the chest. And Jennifer dies. Her last words being, my tit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my tit. <laughs> So, it is, and it's great too because you know, like she is that character until she dies. Like, she doesn't have like a I'll see you in hell or some du- like she's just that fucking mean girl the entire time. Yeah, there's never like in an her ep- last or, or even like an
0: epiphany of like needy. or like something like sweet. She's just like uh, my pet,
1: <laughs> <I'm dying."> yeah. <laughs> oh, and then like. Jennifer's mom comes in. Like, could you? I mean, you know, at this point, like, we've the battle's done and we've had some laughs and stuff. But if you just think about this scene, like, Jennifer's mom comes in and is just like needy and then sees her daughter just lying there dead. And I'm like, that would be a fucked up scene. It's real In up. any other context. Yeah.
0: Her best friend, her daughter's best friend stabbed her in the heart with a utility knife. <laughs> like, yeah pretty rough stuff
1: but but then we so now we get her in the solitary confinement that we saw in at the beginning at the uh, mental hospital and she's and she gives us the nice line is like what a lot of people don't know if you're like bit by a a possessed person or a demon and you survive you get some of their powers and then so we see that needy is levitating Mm -hmm. in her cell and of course you know like most solitary confinement cells it is very tall with a window um so she escapes
0: (laughs) she just yeah she just fucking dips out um and she has like super strength now too so she's able to like fucking beat her way out of the fucking window um she escapes and hitchhikes a ride and I I was nervous at first because she gets, she gets in the guy's car. I was like, oh, no, is he going to like try something with her? And she's going to have to kill this guy? Doesn't. She manages to make it to Madison, I believe, where Low Shoulder mm-hmm. is playing a concert. She goes to the hotel and she B.T. Holds each Bops and every one of them. Oh,
1: dude. It's great. <laughs> I also like, too, when she's in the car heading there. And this is nice, too, because it's like the movie ends technically because it's the credit scenes that we see all of because they're doing all this shit like partying and doing drugs but someone's filming it the whole time Mm -hmm. it's just you know the the white person thing of just filming all of your illicit activities and putting them online facebook live if you're like going in the Capitol. but so then uh she's like or he gets like you must really like this band and she goes it's their final night (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like you're like ooh,
0: ooh girl
1: what a what a lame line and I love it it was wonderful but yeah we just get and then all the groupies like the final shot is like all the groupies rushing to the hotel room which you see through like security footage and then needy just walking by with a hood I'm like man needy got away and those groupies are not gonna be happy
0: yeah those stands are you pissed
1: <laughs> dude yeah they're gonna go bully so many children <laughs> so many
0: kids were bullied that night. The night that low shoulder died. Um, yeah. This movie is – it was wonderful.
1: It was deliciously
0: it's so campy. Good. It's so campy. And we – you know, we still have some time here. I think it's important to really harp on how poorly received this movie was when it came out. Because, like, it really – it really is. Like, it, if you look at – so, on Rotten Tomatoes, at the time of the release, it got – A 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Someone – One one critic said Jennifer's body features occasionally clever dialogue, but the horror slash comic premise fails to be either funny or scary enough to satisfy. Um,
1: Sounds like an idiot wrote that review.
0: Yeah. Like it's – It's bad. I think the only criticism I see that actually like is – that has some balance here, is Roger Ebert, which isn't surprising to me. Of like who seemed to have understood what was trying to be done, but so much of the criticism is just like, oh, it's just like oh, it's just like another like you know sexy like oh, it's Twilight for boys. I saw one that said that, and it's like that's not it's nothing to title. Entirely-
1: so they didn't watch you didn't it. watch it.
0: Like you <laughs> you saw a forest and like Twilight. I'm like no woods exists in other movies, guys. <laughs>
1: The woods? Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Fa- one of the most famous woods. <laughs> that critic is like, to... Lord of the Rings, Twilight for old dead white guys. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And Spooky Squad, if you have friends or family or loved ones or people you hate, but you're going to like, you will like horror, or even if you don't particularly like horror, I know some of our listeners don't super like horror, but they like listening to us talk about this shit. This is one to watch because there's not a ton of gore. There's like a bit, Mm -hmm. but like you don't see and you you don't see it happen for the most part. You know, it's like after the fact, there's like a dead BT hold person, Mm -hmm. but you don't like watch this disgusting shit happen. And it is such a good balance of funny and good writing that you don't like if you're squeamish and you don't like horror, I would watch this.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Like um, when I was watching this, uh, Evan's not a, a horror fan and he was he was into it. Like he saw me watching it and just like kind of came over and sat down and he was like into it. He's like, this is fucking good. It's it's so good for like a non-horror fan. So highly recommend it. Horror fans and non-horror fans alike. And I, I love that. It makes me so happy that A, I was wrong about this movie because I have really avoided it for years thinking it was something that it wasn't. Um, but I'm happy, especially now that it's getting this like reassessment, um, especially in like a post or not post. It's still happening, like the Me Too movement, and everything. I think people are looking at it with very different eyes because I mean, let's be real. A lot has changed in our culture from 2009 to 2021. So much has changed it's that terribly. it's like it's it's. I think, quite frankly, this movie is ahead of its time. If it had come out now, it would have been a hit. But it just came. At a time when people weren't really ready to have those conversations or do horror in this way, so yeah, definitely.
1: Damn. yeah, man, I feel that, dude. Speaking of viewing things through a different lens, <laughs> how do you? Think? <laughs> this is why we, we need YouTube. to get that YouTube going. I don't know what
0: this is? Too, like, it's like, listener, you can't see me, but I have like two thumbs up. Her thumbs are what am I up? like doing she's a, like dance around my head. I don't know. She's like...
1: <laughs> 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 well, speaking of the <laughs> never, whatever. How would this movie be different <laughs> if it was a black movie? <laughs> mm, 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 mm. If it was a
0: black movie, um, good question. So I think a lot of the premise would be very similar, like. Because it's um, – women across the board, we have – we don't have the same experience, but we have a similar experience of, like, you know, issues with gender and, like, toxic masculinity, the male gaze, violence against women, all relevant. I think with Black characters, though, um, I think I'd be interesting to see what a Black Jennifer would be like, mostly because um, – The way that she's portrayed with, like, her, like, very overt sexuality reads very differently when it's on a white woman's body than a black woman's body. So you have, like, where – I think we're – I mean, in our society, I'm going to get deep into, like, black female sexuality, white female sexuality, but – a Jennifer character in mainstream movies is not new. We've seen this character before. But I think we're a lot more willing to watch like a sexy white girl be checky, cheek, checky, cheeky, 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 cheeky. I was thinking her like, name, Jennifer <laughs> Check and Checky being cheeky and overtly sexual and being able to play that for laughs and not being like okay and safe. Whereas um, I think fem- black female sexuality is seen as a lot more threatening. So I'm curious to see if, like, we still did Jennifer's Body with Black Women, how that dynamic would change, I think, the messaging. And I can't tell you what that would look like, but I think it would be a a kind of different movie because, I mean, let's be honest. Like, women are vilified for their sexuality, but Black women are especially vilified for our sexuality. And especially if we already Mm -hmm. are seen as hypersexual, it really just adds on a different dynamic altogether that I don't know if the Jennifer character would be... I I think it would almost take on like a darker tone because of that, you know, like, so I don't know how, how well we could pull off the comedy in a black Jennifer's body. I think we can do it more with a white Jennifer, but a black Jennifer, I don't know if it would be the same.
1: Uh, I agree. Uh, And and again, I can't really, I cannot personally speak to anything you just said, but based on conversations, um, that is what I was thinking too is the, just the treatment of her sexualization and her aggressiveness and if it would be seen as aggressive or right? because you know like when jennifer's aggressive it's like ooh, that's like the fun spooky part because she needs to kill these guys to or live. even just the
0: fun sexy part like a, a hot girl like jenna like megan fox being like also sexually aggressive is seen as like it's fun but also it's like ooh, it's a like, kind of like hot but i mean as a black woman like being Even remotely angry is not seen as sexy. It's not seen as like, ooh, she's fiery. It's like, oh, it's just, it's your people are like disgusted or frightened by it in a way that's very different. So I don't know if it plays out. So like black,
1: black low shoulder, like would not, potentially would not have been super into black Jennifer being as like forward as white Jennifer was.
0: I don't, I don't think they would. I, I think it also would be like, um, Something about it just would seem a lot more menacing. I almost feel like because it, the because they're still like it, it's it's weird because like I'm they're same and they're different, right? Because it's like it's still a punishment of of, of female sexuality, and and white women and black women also have sexuality like in, like projected on us, but it's so different that like. um I feel like we're almost more willing to accept a white girl being sexual and not being her choice in some situations. Not always, because white women can obviously be, like, objectified and sexual. Of course, like, would never say that doesn't happen. But I feel like as a black woman, a lot of that is put on me more than I choose. I... I, always, I just I always feel very comp- conflicted when it comes to like black female sexuality because as I mean, obviously I, I will always support black women owning their sexuality and being who they want to be. but it takes on a different um, when you take into account historically the way that we've been portrayed as like the Jezebel as hypersexual that it, it just has a, it just has a different feeling because it's like how much of the, that is you or how much of that is the expectation on you. And it just it, – it feels different. And I can't give an answer of whether one is good or one is bad because it is kind of like – it's part of the reason why, like, not to get too off topic, but, like, I remember when, like, the whole, like, slut walk thing was, like, a huge thing. And I felt very conflicted as a Black woman, as, like, a woman who identifies as being a feminist as well. It's like, I don't feel like I'm a part of that because that – white women are already portrayed as being – Virginal and angelic, so calling yourself a slut is radical. But I don't get to be virginal and innocent. I'm already seen as threatening. I'm already seen as aggressive. Already seen as hypersexual. So calling myself a slut doesn't really do anything for me personally. Again, I wouldn't vilify a black woman who wants to be a part of that. I think it's fine. Everyone has to do what they have to do for themselves. But for me, I'm like, I don't know how I feel about calling myself that because it's it's not. I don't feel like I'm reclaiming a, a thing for me because it's already been put on me. So, you know, so it's, it's, it's just different. It's just a weird thing that I don't know. Like,
1: this was. I'm saying
0: a lot. It's just, it's weird.
1: This was, well, <laughs> I, it's not my place to say anything. So it was very pleasant to listen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, if this was on YouTube, Spooky Squad, you would have seen me nod and listen and learn. with no fucking need to say anything
0: listening face it's a lot it's like a lot of furrowed brow and just like nodding like yeah "Mm." yeah yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) a lot of there was a twitch at one point i was worried but that was just a listening twitch um (laughs) no i i was going to say the only thing i i can confidently say is that was interesting to just listen to it's because you know we joke around. We say a lot of really funny and amazing things. We're super fucking we're funny. Hilarious. Everyone like all of our shit on Twitter. Yes. But I say all that, like, we are also, we're fucking smart. Yeah. We're, we say really poignant shit sometimes. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I guess my answer and is was, I don't
1: know what this looks like
0: because it is, I think, with that in consideration, you have to consider that. <laughs> and then I say shit like that, like
1: <laughs> <what>? I'm. <laughs> I'm really smart to consider that you're gonna want to you're gonna want to consider it.
0: <laughs> bitch, I went to University of Chicago, ho. Dude, like I, you were you were killing it for a
1: solid five fucking minutes, what? and then you, you, yeah, you don't mention that alma mater. They're not gonna take, appreciate it. Take that it. into
0: consideration. You'll have to consider.
1: <laughs> oh my what I was God. trying to say that was,
0: is that. To answer that question, I don't have a final answer of what it looks like, but you have to consider those dynamics and how it changes the entire movie and the messaging and what we what the meaning of the movie is. So that's that's where I'm at. But that's a this is a good sign because I notice whenever we get super deep deep in, you got a good one. This is a good movie because it makes you think.
1: It's a good one. Yeah, it makes you consider. You know, Spooky Squad. If if you if you wanna if you wanna watch a good movie, you're gonna really wanna see this movie. <laughs> um, conversely, if you wanna listen to this podcast, you really gotta hear this podcast. <laughs>
0: hey, at least I caught myself when I said that is No, that's good.
1: What's good is, and that is why that is why we love Sneak. You are just. You're honest. You didn't try to talk for another twenty minutes to like circle around the fact that that happened. You're like, this happened. Let's move on. Let's acknowledge it. and Let's move on.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, but what do you, so? What do you do? You have any thoughts about if it was black or or did you want the residents to no, black? No, that's why I'm glad you that. talked.
1: Yeah, um, I thought I would just do what most uh, what America has done historically, and just put a lot of the brunt on Black people, specifically Black women. Uh, that seems to be the trend, right? Black girl magic, and I just wanted to let that magic work. Um, that can, <laughs> but I mean, I I had nothing poignant to say, you know. Like it was just I was going to say the the tone of the movie or the overall gist what they were going for kind of like with what we say it doesn't particularly change you know it's not like there aren't succubi in various like mythologies or anything Mm -hmm. so it's not like and then yeah so it's like not not much would change you know and it's not like it has to be you know I was thinking if someone were to be stereotypical we don't need it to be like not in the country you can have fucking black people in the country we exist but the The most interesting take is the treatment of a black Jennifer. I feel you know, um. So that like with those commentaries, and I, I guess the only other thing you could throw in, we talked about things like, is, uh, like male, uh, feelings like t- towards other males, like black men, just loving black men. That's a nice topic too. In a lot of plays i've been reading about recently so Mm -hmm. you know like that could be another but that was that wasn't the overall thing the overall thing was like uh more so issues with women and women's sexuality and that perception but like little things could be thrown in like the the football player really missing his friend you know that was a nice Mm -hmm. moment that would play into that just you know like it's like this this black man doesn't have to act, like act hyper masculine. Cause that yeah. is another trope throughout the ages of just like hyper masculine black men. But um I don't think that would not take precedence over everything you had talked to prior. Yeah. It would be a nice little thing but to sprinkle in.
0: Yeah, and there's also the the black queer commentary too that like would be so interesting because I think we don't sadly we don't have enough of it like i mean there is black queer representation kind of and it's changing but i would like to see more like especially between like two women also two men as well like also needed i think that'd be interesting as well because we just don't like there's aren't that many mainstream you know depictions and that would be mm-hmm. interesting i think that that it always adds. See that the race thing always adds an extra layer to whatever thing you're doing, and that's why you need to hire diverse folks behind the scenes. Because we all miss. It. Oh, fuck that. Now I'm hiring. it's why it was so important for us to create our own shit. Honestly, because like there's so many like rich, interesting
1: stories that
0: we are just missing out on because of some white bullshit. <laughs> for real. <laughs>
1: that's why uh that's why spooky squad productions is we're just rolling out so many scripts
0: yeah y'all listen to this podcast y'all you've heard how many scripts how many ideas we've come up with (laughs) right on the spot just like just boom don't steal them please but um we need to like start um did you hear about that have you heard of clubhouse no Clubhouse is this app and it's it's gotten really p- popular amongst Black people on the internet and it's mostly audio and you can kind of just jump into like these like rooms where people are having talks and sometimes they're like really good like you can jump in on like actual like Hollywood like writers and they'll be, they'll be talking to other writers and like you can just like listen in and you can like jump in if you can't if you want to or if they open up the floor of like questions and stuff and it's like it's it's been pretty cool but there's also been like issues because literally anyone could just like hop on and just like say like yeah whatever and I was reading this uh twitter thread of this woman who was like trying to like (laughs) call to black creatives like please for the love of god don't go on clubhouse thinking you're pitching anything to anyone because that's not how it's done like you would not be have to pitch in front of a room of people like of all kinds of random people like you know you have to make sure you protect your like ip and shit and it's just like It was kind of bad because this one room in particular, just like they had like a panel of 13 people who were not vetted. And it was like no one knew who these fucking people were, but they claimed they worked in Hollywood. And people were just like pitching ideas. And I'm like, oh, don't fucking do that. (laughs) Like, that's so (laughs) – no. No. Should not tweet about what you're thinking about. Just keep it to yourself. Don't tell anyone about it (laughs) (laughs) until you write it down and you register it. It's like, No. (laughs) They take your shit. But yeah, listener, uh Spooky Squad if you're on Clubhouse like don't do that. Don't pitch your ideas to anybody random who says that they have clout because they're lying to you.
1: Sneek says, "That's our newest segment," Sunique says. But you can
0: if you, you can slide into my DMs and tell me if you're thinking your ideas. I promise I'll uh, Oh my god. Okay. But yeah, that was the movie. Uh, next week, uh, we might have a guest. Yes, yes, yes. Uh,
1: oh, dope! We, we are. Yes, we this, We, are we having both knew this. A
0: guest. Um, I'm not gonna say the name yet because I don't want to fuck up. And then <laughs> scheduling happens, and if we don't have it, and it's just it's just on record that we said we had a guest, and then we don't have a guest. But pretty sure we'll have a guest. The plan next week is to do raw the french film next week um so check in on that i think it's on netflix so if you guys are like watching along with us you can watch that and then you can listen to the podcast that'd be fun
1: solid oh i've missed you sneak and spooky squad i've missed you also
0: i've missed you too andrew and i've definitely missed the spooky squad
1: Mm. anything else no
0: nothing else
1: all right spooky squad we've practiced a sign out sign off Okay, we haven't. That was you could tell because I fucked that up.
0: Uh, I panicked. I was like, "Wait, we did." I was like, "What is it?" Oh no! (laughs) Oh no!
1: (laughs) No, we'll just do the usual. I guess we're done. Okay, bye, spooky squad. Okay,
0: bye, bye, spooky squad. Bye, (laughs) bye.